Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 196. Stop him to propel him into another stumble. When they reached the bridge, he held on to the bricks with one hand and turned and said, You got a few bucks? I don't need much, just enough for a ticket out of this place. Twenty bucks will do me fine. You got a twenty? Just a lousy twenty? Where can you go on a twenty-dollar bus ticket? asked Shadow. I can get out from here, said Sweeney. I can get away before the storm hits, away from a world in which opiates have become the religion of the masses, away from... He stopped, wiped his nose on the side of his hand, then wiped his hand on his sleeve. Shadow reached into his jeans, pulled out a 20, and passed it to Sweeney. Here. Sweeney crumpled it up and pushed it deep into the breast pocket of his oil-stained denim jacket, under the sew-on patch showing two vultures on a dead branch and barely legible beneath them the words, Patience my ass, I'm going to kill something. He nodded. That'll get me where I need to go, he said. He leaned against the brick, fumbled in his pockets until he found the unfinished stub of cigarette he had abandoned earlier. He lit it carefully, trying not to burn his fingers or his beard. I'll tell you something, he said, as if he had said nothing that day. You're walking on gallows ground, and there's a hempen rope around your neck, and a raven bird on each shoulder waiting for your eyes. And the gallows tree has deep roots, for it stretches from heaven to hell. In our world is only the branch from which the rope is swinging. He stopped. I'll rest here a spell, he said, crouching down, his back resting against the black brickwork. Good luck, said Shadow. Hell, I'm fucked, said Mad Sweeney. Whatever. Thanks. Shadow walked back toward the town. It was 8 a.m., and Cairo was waking like a tired beast. He glanced back to the bridge and saw Sweeney's pale face, striped with tears and dirt, watching him go. It was the last time Shadow saw Mad Sweeney alive. The brief days leading up to Christmas were like moments of light between the winter darknesses, and they fled fast in the house of the dead. And that's our page. Sweeney asked Shadow for a $20 bill for a ticket out of town. Shadow was dubious, especially because $20 isn't enough to get anyone anywhere, even in 2000. Though, really, Sweeney could get a Greyhound from Vienna, Illinois to St. Louis, Missouri for 20 bucks today, but even then, Vienna, Illinois is about 40 miles away from Cairo, so $20 probably wouldn't get him all the way there unless he walked or hitched a ride 40 miles. Sweeney claims that he wants to get away before the storm arrives, and that's a pretty common thing with these old gods who are less god and more just supernatural creatures. The djinn got away, at least in theory, and Sweeney's trying to find his own way out. Sweeney also botches the Karl Marx quote about religion being the opiate of the masses, but he isn't wrong. Currently, approximately one in five people in the U.S. have opiate prescriptions, and more than 100 people die every day from opiate-related overdoses. Since 2000, the rate of death has increased 137%, so however bad it was then when the book was written, it's worse now. Of course, Sweeney could also be speaking metaphorically, but in the context of the novel, more passive methods of worship are trumping more traditional sacrifices and worship, especially if we remember media as one of the top of the new gods. Much of media's kingdom requires little input from humanity, but receives a ton of supposed worship in the form of people's attention. People go to church typically once a week, if that, but they'll watch TV every day. The original Karl Marx quote translates to, Religion is the sigh of the oppressed creature, the heart of a heartless world, and the soul of soulless conditions. It is the opium of the people. So if we were going to interpret from there, I would say it might change people's perspective a bit, but that's a different discussion for a different podcast, really. Sweeney's final speech to Shadow has echoes of Shadow's discussion of the death penalty with Loki back in Chapter 1, Gallows Ground and Hemp and Ropes, all that stuff. Sweeney invokes many common images from Norse myths, specifically those of Odin sacrificing himself, 
although there's a bit of foreshadowing, the same foreshadowing we got when Wednesday described Shadow's duties, having to hold a vigil in the event of Wednesday's death. The gallows tree that Sweeney's talking about here seems to be the world tree Yadrasil, especially because in the original myths, the world of man would have just been one branch upon the tree. Sweeney says that our world is the one that is the noose, so I wonder what that means for the other eight worlds. I wonder if the storm only affects our world, which of course would then suggest that my previous theory about it being similar to Sandman's reality storm, which affected all aspects of reality, is possibly wrong. Smaller stakes for sure, but not for those involved. The last person hanged in the state of Illinois was a man named Charles Berger in 1928. He was hanged for murder after a long period of bootlegging and various amounts of violence related to gang-style warfare. But Sweeney is probably speaking metaphorically. Capital punishment was abolished in Illinois in 2011. Wow. Though the last person executed in the state was in the halcyon days of 1999. Shadow leaves Sweeney beneath the bridge, and we're told it's the last time Shadow saw Sweeney alive. This is not a storytelling concept that I'm all that much of a fan of, especially in this case. Sweeney's found dead in just, like, two or three pages, so why this weird addendum? It exists in both the original publication and the 10th anniversary edition. Foreshadowing's great, and there's a lot of it in the novel that I've been trying to point out, or at least thinking about. Hopefully I've been pointing it out. But here, the payoff is almost immediate, so why not just let the next scene start on its own? Small quibble, I guess. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.